me live by my dream. Let me live out this what I intended to be. If you got a me, then I can probably see. Check, check, check. Y'all tuned in to another episode of the LABL podcast. I'm your host, name Tag Alexander. All things Leading Be Legendary can be found at the website, leadingbelegendary.net. Listen, uh, most of our listeners are listening on the Apple Podcast app. So if you're listening on that app, I need you to make sure you leave a writing. I was about writing. Listen to me. Leave a rating or a review. Either or is fine. And also make sure that you uh, share it with your people that's also listening to other podcasts. Just, you know, because those ratings and those reviews actually help. It gets more so like, I guess I would say, not a higher ranking per se, but more visible in the app to where people can see, like, oh, okay, this is another music podcast to check out. And it helps when you guys leave a uh, rating and a review. I was about to say writing again, damn it. Uh, recurring guest, Art Dealer Dean. AKA uh what we call you Swami Kilpatrick. Yo. <laughs> yo, if you listen, by the time y'all hear this episode, y'all might have to go to his Instagram page, swipe back a few pics, check yo, you look like a vintage gang leader. Like you <laughs> you legit look like you legit look like you would have been one of the black dudes in a West Side story, like, but you led the gang though. Like this nigga had the cigarette lit. Like you literally like what did I say? Like I said you like you was about to send somebody like, to the store to go get you a pack of smokes. Duh, he said I was like I was a number runner, like I was prohibition era, like I'd be reading palms. Yo, that shit. But explain Swami that though. Talk about Patrick. the uh talk about what's Swami, man. Like, cause I I probably remember you explaining it to me, but I don't oh. really recall too much. Oh, Swami ain't shit. I mean, what's so so let me not say that. Like yeah, you know, Swami ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me not say that, right? But you know, like things like Swami and Sensei and Senpai and shit like that is just somebody who uh who got wisdom. So okay. to speak. Well, that's kind of ill. Yeah. So, so why not yeah. just say sensei? Well, because then because that's a, a term that people kind of get, you know, defensive over if uh if it's like you know t- towards their culture. Yeah. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like people use it the same way as like uh as Swami or whatever, but I think just because I'm joking just a just a little bit that. You know, I'm more comfortable with Swami than Adds Sensei. more to the personality. That's what Swami yeah. killed Patrick. It wouldn't have made sense. You can't say Sensei killed Patrick. Swami killed Patrick. <laughs> so you got, so you doing this on purpose too. I think you trolling because ever since we did the Neo Soul Pastor, you like, all right, what else can I hit him with? And then he comes with Swami Dean. And then I added, like, no, Swami killed Patrick. So now, now it's Art Dealer Dean. Also, well, we, we call it was going by the by the government at first, Dean Garcia, but then that went to Art Dealer Dean, and then here we are now with uh, the Neo Soul Pastor, which is going to stick forever. I don't, we're going to run Duh. that into the ground, and then now Swami killed Patrick. Yeah, crazy man. But you know, I, I had uh, I had started rocking the turban maybe about a month ago, so this was probably this was definitely before the the episode had aired. Yeah. But like right after we had taped, probably, and so you know, I wear my septum too. I got my septum pierced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all of this is stuff where I was just like, you know, I wanted to try it, and I just I was never the type of person to let myself, you know, try shit. 
So that shit definitely adding character though, though. I think I just what made it like over the top. I said this nigga lit the cigarette with it though. I didn't even peep the cigarette at first. Is he smoking a cigarette? Like, like I mean, we know you smoke, but it just was hilarious. Like seeing that with that, like dog, this is funny, man. I gotta say some shit about this, dog. This is dog, hilarious. That shit was funny. I'm not even gonna lie. I had, uh, you know, I be like, I use Instagram to like practice creative direction. Yeah, and so I'm always kind of, kind of like trying to set up a shot period whether it's me or somebody else or some shit on the street in a way but, though that's what it's for though that's a smart way to use the gram though a lot of people kind of i think overthink using instagram sometimes like yeah. if you're gonna lean into it like go all the way in like whichever i was listening to a, a podcast too explaining just like don't overdo social media like don't be on too many different social media platforms trying to just go in for the overkill like maybe just pick two or three that you really be on and just and just go in on those, you know what I'm saying? Instead of oh, I gotta hit Facebook, I gotta hit Instagram, Twitter, which is fine. But then they'll be oh yeah, let me go ahead and go on Pinterest too, and then let me hit here. Oh damn, yeah, I gotta post like, over here too. You and so like all of that shit, all of that shit, don't really had nothing to do with building a business. At the end of the day, nah, like you could build a business without it. And so I just kind of be looking at social media as a way to have fun, man. And so, like, for instance, right? We getting older, man. That shit ain't really... That was It was, like, to overthink it at a point, I think it was maybe when we was younger. But now it's just like, man, fuck it, man. It is what it is. I mean, not even that, right? So, like, uh, so me and you talk a lot about just about being focused and trying to make everything around us about what we're trying to do, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I wake up about 5, 6 in the morning to get my day started. Just be bullshitting or pedaling around before I really get to going. And uh, like today, I was like, shit, let me see what the news is hitting on. And so I wrote a blunt, watched the news, and they were talking about like bodegas and how the, uh, about how the bodegas, which is ran by, you know, majority the Muslim community, right? They, um, they they basically tired of the New York Post talking shit about them, right? Uh-huh. About Muslim Americans and them being possibly terrorists and shit. It's like, but it's 500 of us. We get about nine papers from the New York Post every day. We about to boycott that shit and hit them in their pocket for like 4500 a month. And I was like, yeah, lit. And so I downloaded Twitter a while ago again because you'd be on my head about that shit basically. But I started a thread that was just kind of like, you know, it, w- it ended up turning into an essay idea for this uh, for this workshop I got coming up. Yeah, but it was just like, you know, that's, that's what I super use random too. Like, it should be super <laughs> random. I was just going there like, what is this nigga talking about? Man, it's a notepad. And so, like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's almost like workshopping in front of smart people. Way to, smart way to use it. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I kind of do stuff where it's like, I want to see how people going to respond to certain shit. But it's also for me to go back to and use as a reference for, you know, if I want to turn it into a long form piece or if I want to pitch it to, you know, an outlet and uh, and get it published. And so those those are the ways I try to use social media. It's just kind of an extension of how I already live, but not really. Yeah, I was about to, to say that's this is like because what shit. you was posting, it was like the shit that you was talking about. Was like, this is some shit he would normally be talking about anyway. It's just like it's online it's for more people to see. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? That shit was crazy, man. It got me to thinking, like, you know, like, we in Michigan, and so we ain't got no bodegas, but, like, we have shit that people care about. 
yeah like, spending power and so like every, our, our whole shit is we got gas stations liquor stores and churches right and i was thinking like all of them niggas carry nestle water and nestle is like in the middle of the flint shit right yeah and so it's like i can't a lot a of people bar. drink that shit though man a lot of people, a lot of people drink that shit. They fuck with Ice Mountain. They out here eating Nestle Crunch bars and Butterfingers, and all that kind of shit, right? Now, what water do you suggest Coffee though? Creamer. If it's not, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just just anybody that's not Nestle or anybody that's just doesn't like, you know, a lot of that water from what I show. A lot of that water that they be talking about, they'll be like for like Aquafina. They say it's bad. The Sunny is bad. Like all oh, that shit is like, ugh. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, a lot of it come down to the uh, the packaging, right? So right. You, they try to say that it's recycled plastic and stuff, but plastic in and of itself is just toxic because it doesn't occur in nature. So what's the shit now that they got? Like, what's the joint that Jane Smith was promoting? Like drinking drinking water out oh, of a box. The box water. Like, is that now, better? Bo- <laughs> believe it or not, box water do taste better. I don't know if it's. I mean, and I and I do believe that it's more environmentally. Healthy because water is something that already naturally occurs in wood. Well, technically, isn't that like I'm trying to think like what or am I thinking about? Uh, I want to say carton. Oh no, yeah. no, no, no! I'm saying oh, I was to say like how you got the carton of juice. You got the you got the you got the uh, there's the carton of milk, but then you also got the gallon that's in the. So yeah, it's basically like that. It's just drinking a, a, a how the carton of juice would be or a carton of milk. It's just water is in the shit. Yeah, exactly. But remember back in the day when, like, we, like, remember back in elementary school when you had, like, the 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 carton of juice? Or, like, in high yeah. school when you had a carton of juice, but then you the was brown, like, man, the brown you milk. clear fruit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, we, we value being able to have some for later, but that kind of, that creates an environmental problem. You I never thought I mean? about that shit like that, cause now, yeah, man, niggas used to. Ca- I I was the nigga that never drank the milk. Like, I, everybody, hey, you want your milk, man? Had that shit. Like, why are you drinking that? You nasty. I don't like, want no goddamn one percent. Like, shout out to Tone with some milk. Shout out to Tone. You you know who Tone is. Shout out to Tone, man. He used to be the main. Like, let me get your milk. Like, man, hey, or have it. Man, strong <laughs> ass nigga. Like, take the shout out yeah, to Tone. Though. <laughs> I was the juicy. Like, let me get a juice. Uh, um. Yeah, man, that shit is wild, man. Shout out to uh to Jay Z, man. Like, cause you kind of predicted it on this uh this the last episode you were on last episode I said episode last episode <laughs> you were on we were talking about the whole thing with title potentially being sold, but like then all of a sudden news pop up that he's the first rap billionaire. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. And so it's I don't think I predicted it because Jay Z just been predicting it for like the last ten years. For his, like only his whole career. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like no, nah, nigga, I'm gonna make a billion dollars. That's and so, uh, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen with title and shit. It's fun to talk about that kind of shit because it's like speculating stocks or like right. sports. I mean, I guess that's what like people who watch sports experience. I wouldn't know, but uh, <laughs> you could though. You could. I mean, <laughs> 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 He's like, no, I'm straight, man. I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like that shit is dope, man. They've got a whole billion dollars, and so if he, uh, I think, I think what it's really a signal of, right? Because I think about this shit all the time. I think about old money versus new money. Yeah, and so like in hip hop terms, Jay Z is like old money now. Yeah, he is actually. You know what I mean? And so I think people like him who've been around as long as him 
and maybe longer are turning into the old money that and, and like hip hop is going to be commercially viable like a GE yep. or a GM or you know that uh, that kind of thing and so you'll start to see uh hip hop being a foundational thing like it has been but also spinning off into other industries well, like, remember you know remember me and uh me and Black Beethoven talked about that on one of the earlier episodes where my man's uh, Jesse Atkinson has said he was working on something to try to have like an independent uh, music artist stock exchange or something like, or just for mm-hmm. hip hop in general. Like I, we was trying to predict like, what would that be like? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, I don't know about all of that. And then that raises, that raised, uh, raises another point that was like hot on Twitter. Right. Uh-huh. Like, is that like, it's cool for Jay-Z to be a billionaire, but at the same time, we also, also shouldn't have billionaires. And so I agree with that to an extent. Like, we shouldn't have billionaires. Yeah, we shouldn't have billionaires. It's just like, you know, what do you need with all of that, right? And so it gets to the point where, uh, and so like this is the problem that Americans have with wealth, right? Or that people in general have with wealth. Uh-huh. You feel like you're supposed to hoard it and that and that the more that you have of it, the better, the better. Of a person you are. Right. You know what I mean? Because it says that you're more disciplined or that you're smarter, or that you're more creative. And so we put we literally put a dollar amount on our existence. Mm. And so it's not so it's not wrong to have a billion dollars because shouldn't nobody have a billion dollars. But a lot of what goes into it. Yeah, I'm gonna like say clear that up. Because right? I really was sitting here looking like what the fuck? Like this nigga don't want a nigga, you want a billion dollars, my nigga. Like I mean, nigga, I mean sure, maybe remember not to maybe. share that shit with you, nigga. If I ever get a billion, I'm like this nigga maybe, ain't want it. Maybe so. I want a billion dollars, but, but see and this that also goes back to what you and so mm-hmm. a lot of the problem that we have is that we assign we assign the wrong type of value to a lot of different shit because we no, try to right. force ourselves to be like something else, right? And so we'll we'll be mad at Wall Street and lobbyists and shit like that and people who are using their money to uh to impede progress, like especially for minorities, right? Right. But then we'll be cool with with Jay Z being a billionaire, and it's okay because you know that's kind of like you know a tick in our favor, but like whether you think it's a win or not really depends on how you feel about classism versus racism. Well, that goes to a point. It's funny because um, what was that little Duvall? He posted that shit on, uh, on Instagram. He's, well, it was from Twitter, but he put it on Instagram. And he was like, how we just kind of pick and choose certain shit that we praise. He was like, so wait a minute. Y'all praising Drake for having his own jet, but y'all shitting on whatever, whoever the pastor was who wanted his own jet, but he can't have one. And then I think you brought up the point. You said, well, Drake ain't buy it with no ties or something. Like you said, or the sword or whatever. I think somebody yeah, said in the comments, so, too. Yeah, people always being lazy with, like, their associations, right? And so, like, Lil Duval is, that nigga, is like, funny as shit. Yeah, hilarious. Cool, don't get me wrong, right? But at the same time, like, that nigga just be saying shit to start. You know he was high. He do that, and he was high. He would say, like, am I just high? <laughs> like, he would say that shit. So it's That like, nigga like a barber. Yeah, but that's real, though. Like, he admitted, like, man, I'm high, but I could just be high or whatever. But what y'all think about this? Right? Ain't it crazy if, you know, it's, it's exactly like that, a barber, yep. Yeah, and so, like, I feel that. Because that's where you learn how to argue real shit. Yeah. Or how, like, like have, have heated debates and shit. And so... My whole thing with with like a pastor wanting a jet is that I do believe that 
that uh that they can have access to stuff like that but part of challenging faith is you know believing that the resources will come from God and not necessarily relying on the people around yeah. you and so it always sent a funny message to me because like you know Jesus was you know splitting bread and fish up between hundreds of people you know what I mean and like super nominal amounts it was it was two two fish and five loaves right and so if, if Jesus could feed the masses off of that just off of like blessing Whoa, like people he getting in his neo right? soul pastor bag <laughs> <laughs> you right? see the transition nigga went from swami to like neo soul pastor no i get it now i understand i understand but you feel but you feel <laughs> no, me though no, like right. if jesus if jesus can do that then why can't like for a dollar and td jakes find other means to to have a jet and so like this kind of goes back to the conversation that we was having earlier about proficiency, right? Right. And I know that, like, like later on in the in the show, we're gonna talk about you know some things we want to we would have said to our older selves or our younger yeah. selves. But uh, just like proficiency is some shit where you have to you have to be diligent and attentive, and so that go for you know like your work life, obviously, but your spiritual shit too. Right. That and then I'm thinking about it like what. Like a billion dollars would be dope, but what the hell would I do with it? I mean, a billion dollars would be dope, but what the hell would you do with it? How much money do it cost to make a billion dollars, right? And so that, yeah. that's some of the that's some of the inspirational stuff that I took away from it. it you know, in order to be a billionaire, you have to be dissatisfied with so many things that a lot of people would feel challenged by because they, they would feel ungrateful. Man, I get. Nigga, I get shit. Give me, nigga, I I know how I am with just having two grand. Like, nigga, I'm trying to be so low key. Nigga, like, I'm trying to imagine, like, how you low key Listen, with a billion? Like, how do you even? Wasn't Jay charging like five hundred k for like a verse at one point? Um, did it ever yeah, get that high? I want to say, well, what was what's the joint from Encore? Uh. uh... Shit, I, I I be thinking about what more can I say? But you say he was in the mag for half a billy. Is that? But then million. on Encore, now you got me thinking because Encore he says, uh, "Nah, something." You wanted the game back, attention, new dude. Yeah, I can it's get you beats. You want to the budget? Sing your budget. Well, fuck it, I ain't budging. Uh, damn, what's the bar he say? He uh, that's two point four, and I'm only doing two. Is that on Encore? Yeah, that's uh, yep. Yeah, we break down the verse and he said that's like two point four. He say one point something, but then he says two point four, and I'm only doing one. I think it's like one point two mil. Yeah, it's like one point two mil a verse. Or it was so uh-huh. you said you said like five hundred k. He said like one point two mil a verse oh, yeah. at that time. So so yeah, right. So like imagine, like dog. We really tried to figure that shit out. Like damn, getting, what did he say? If I was getting <laughs> like that, because that's not even the point, right? But if I was getting a million dollars for one unit of anything, right? So yeah. let's just. Let's say a J versus one unit. If I get a million dollars per unit, I could see myself getting really comfortable being like, yo, this is dope. But like, how, like, he must have did the math. He was like, how many of these do I have to sell to turn this into something else and make it a billion? Nigga, and like, yeah, exactly. Because, like, who in the game had a 1.2 mil just to throw J for a verse? Like, yo, nigga, hey, I need a verse, fam. I got it right here. Matter of fact, let me get two. Nigga. Well, so but that's that's we're talking about like 
like the height of the music industry, right? When yeah. producers like Timberland was charging like a million, two million. Oh yeah, for yeah, yeah. you right, right? You're right. And so Jay was like, "Shit, nigga, <laughs> I mean, you want to charge that much for money? a beat, nigga? I'm charging this much for a verse." Exactly, and so I think that uh, I think that Jay is such a dope case study in going from the old model to the new model, and like having like a highly evolved level of adaptation yo man that shit is crazy man. i'm just thinking about that like what nigga a billion dollars like i'm t- niggas get tax money and try to well it's niggas that get tax money and they blow it they flash and everything but then some nigga like nigga, I, nigga, I get that tax shit. I'm, I'm i'm falling back nigga i'm not nope you don't know where i'm at <laughs> i'm chilling yeah I'm, i ain't doing nothing man. I ain't got a tax check in so long. And so I think that, and like, so if you, if you notice like the shit that Jay been talking about, like the last couple of years, right. Is about how a, a boss is somebody who, who front the bill who or who, yeah. like who front the expense in order to make money down the line. And so it's really interesting to, to like, you know, to go from a culture of, of like, we want all pros to being like, we want to, invest and have equity and shit like that yeah that is like i don't want to say it's like the thing now because that's a great thing you know what i'm saying but it's like that's the that's the thing <laughs> you know like i like, like i like uh, when smart shit be trendy man everybody yeah it's like that's like cool like, yo did that shit like did he really man he's been doing this like for a long time like when did jay start just like being able to say what go and that be a thing like because remember 444 came out and we thought a lot of like a lot of people praised it we thought it was dope but then you had people like man i'm cool on it man it's all right you know what i'm saying but then look what happened like after it's just like that's the thing like everybody oh i'm invested i'm flipping nick's been doing that it's been happening but it's re- did is that when that happened like when 444 I dropped think, i mean i was, don't even i don't even necessarily think that people been like doing it anymore or less like since 444 but i think that uh I think that I mean that like when it's really really be, yeah cool. exactly like would it you be like a mean? pop culture thing like niggas out everybody talking about they want to invest because okay it, it was a it started happening when Nipsey was saying it and talking about it like in victory lap and everybody was following that because clearly Nipsey was doing because before four I mean niggas been, it's drive, been going on longer than that like we ain't we ain't got to be it have been. Anything. We ain't gotta but, give no one person credit for it. But, yeah, yeah. But, but you get what I'm saying. Like it really being a pop culture thing. Like it was literally four 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 drop. And that just started being like it maybe it just kind of might I mean, have caught us off guard. Jay, Jay Jay was talking about all the shit that he was talking about on four 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 forever. Um, no, but like also on Magna Carta. And oh, so yeah, the yeah. only the only difference is that niggas was open to it because he 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 worked with a boom bap producer and he yeah. did some super hip hop shit and locked in with one producer. And so Magna I think Carta wasn't a bad the, album, man. But you, no, Magna Carta wasn't, it a, wasn't bad a bad album, album. But but the packaging for four 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 was way better. Yeah. Yep. I'm you just thinking I mean? about it now. Like we I'm kinda all over the place with it, but I'm my mind is just kind of thinking like that really wasn't a bad album. Like niggas gave it a lot of shit because not only okay, the deal was different. Like you know, he had a package with the Samsung uh, hookup, and a lot of the songs had that. Like you know, you clap for when he's rapping. Like you know, those type of joints on there. But he still has some shit on there, man. At the end of the day, one of the things that I take into consideration about Magna Carta 
is that it was created at the same time as the Beyonce self-titled mm-hmm. album and the 2020 experiences for yep. by Justin Timberlake. And so what you get is The Dream, Future, James Fauntleroy, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, Timberland, and just like all of these really dope people at the height of their game. Oh, wait. And then because Magna Carta also came out the same time as Yeezus yep. and fucking Born Center, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is like a model of like the last, what, six years yeah. of niggas just keeping shit tight across the board, across genre, all basically coming from out the same camp. But the way that Jay-Z just kind of fell in the middle of it at the time, it wasn't like congruent with everybody else's. And so they had the same creative energy as far as the recording process, but it didn't really translate well over to the marketing. That intro was hard, man. Uh, that intro and uh, well, even though he was kind of out of pocket a little bit on some joints, but I always say like Michael McDonald could have sung with uh with Justin Timberlake saying on the hook. I don't know if people ever really like peep that. I told you that before <laughs> having that. Like I always hear Michael McDonald. Yeah. You can't hear that. Like but, <laughs> that, that but shit was dope reason, as hell. But the only reason that that happened though is because they was just all in the same sessions anyway. Yeah. Probably you know what not. I mean? That could have been completely project. Yep. But yeah, that, but, damn, that but, was around the same time. You That's know what crazy. I'm saying? And so, and so, Jay Z versus on part one and part two of the 2020 experience, right? He's yeah. on, uh, he's on suit and tie, and he's on the song called uh, called Murder on part two. I don't think I've heard that. I, I'm gonna yeah. have to check it out now, but I don't think I've heard it. No, it's crazy, dope, man. Right? I'm just, I'm just remembering how like so many people were shitting on that album, and I'm like, it's not really a bad album. That's the internet for you, though. Like all, it's it, not, it's not it, a hip hop album. It was a super commercial. No, not at all. Like, but, but a rapper, but a hip hop artist made it, and so like it has a lot of cultural merit. I feel like this turned into the Jay Z episode. Like this nigga for like I thirty mean, minutes. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's uh, niggas a billionaire I'm like, now. I'm I mean, like a it. huge mm-hmm. fan, but like you know. But now it came about because we was talking about like, like, what the hell would you do with a billion dollars? Like, or is it like even? The- do you need that much? You know. Yeah. So like you know, just like the the characteristics associated with with growth, like that, right? Is that you don't really care about like humanity or society. He's kind of called to the same level of scrutiny. Damn. So you feel like you feel like if in order to have that, it's like, damn, you you want niggas want to be millionaires, but like what come with it is like, yo, it's gonna be a lot of shit that you can't fuck with. That you might want to fuck I mean, with, not but a, you can't. Well, just just it depends on I think one of the really cool things about Gen Z is that he appears to do a really good job of navigating like authenticity and integrity. Yeah. But that's just not something that's characteristic of a billionaire. Yeah. By, like, textbook. So like yeah, I get what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah, and so, and so, like, I think what people are really saying is, like, you know, it's cool that he did it, but, like, don't, I don't, like, people ain't convinced that this is Jay-Z breaking the mold for what a billionaire is. Yeah. It's Jay-Z becoming a billionaire, like, because it's, it's a very strategic way to do it. Now, what was you saying in regards to the, uh, that was recording, like, the different sessions or all of the same sessions pretty much for, like, certain albums around that time, though, like, very prominent? I know you mentioned, like, the 2020 yeah. Experience, Jesus, Magna Carta. Born Center and uh, the Beyonce self-titled, right? Mm-hmm. And so... 
all of, all of these niggas was running around together, like really like doped up off the same creative energy. And so like this was like how I found out that like future was the truth as a writer. And this is how I found out about James Fauntleroy. Right. And so one of the cool things about James Fauntleroy too, right, is that he's in a group with uh with Janae Aiko and with no ID. Oh shit. Wait a minute. Right, they was they was in a group called Cocaine Eighties. Oh, so wait, no, nah, no, nah, okay, okay. I remember seeing a lot of that shit, but I never, yeah. d- I, honestly, I'm gonna be, I never heard none of the music, never. Yeah, I mean, so they were they were really like on some on some wavy underground shit. Okay, which is which is just like super fucking luxurious, right? Because James Fontlaurie, you know, he wrote No Air for Chris Brown and Jordan Sparks okay. and some shit for Carrie Hilson and just like on and on. Used to like be, I think he used to be a part of Stargate. Not sure though. Don't quote me on that. Stargate sound familiar. Well, you know, Stargate was the they they behind a lot of Rihanna shit and like the like the like the pop urban crossover type shit. That was their shit. Okay. So this is the this is setting the bed for the creative energy, right? And so, but you also have a few blunders on the branding side. You got the the shit that happened with Samsung when Jay Z dropped Magna Carta. Where he's like openly cooking the books, but like the the shit crashes, it doesn't work. And uh, then you got Jesus just kind of like I'm gonna go back super and that one too. reception, right? I mean, I tried to listen to Jesus, I tried to hide, I tried to, I tried to drunk, I tried it with people, I tried it alone, and it just and so then you got Jay Z who's gonna like buy title in three right. years, but in the meantime, Beyonce just dropped a surprise album out of nowhere, right? On iTunes. And you can't get it nowhere else. So this is the whole shit. These niggas was turning up in 2012, 2013 because they was trying to say they marriage. They was just coming off of yeah. Watch the Throne. They was everything was changing, right? Good old 2013. What's that? And so Oh shit! You know what I just thought about too. You know who's who left out. You know who was left out of that creative moment almost. Yeah. What album Drake. did he have out around that time? And so like, but, but okay, not even, but not well. He was working on nothing was the same. Nothing was the same. Came out fourth quarter of uh, two thousand and thirteen. And but at the same time, he on the Beyonce album. He's on the uh yeah part two to the 2020 experience and right. Jay-Z so he, is on all you, I see what you're saying now when you say he almost got left out of it and Janae Aiko and Janae Aiko right and Janae Aiko what was the name of that on, song cause I thought that was one of the, the, the that's that's one of my favorite joints on there just like the, the vibe was kind of ill like okay I think that was my first time hearing her too that's probably what it was like who is that she sound different you know what I'm saying and now mm-hmm. we just got a bunch of you know, Janae Aiko's out there. Right. But, uh, well, this is the thing, right? But, but that's also something that you can attribute to Jay Z and Beyonce, right? Because they whole shit is that they mine independent culture because they like on the lowest like of keys a little bit. Just putting that out there on the lowest of keys, they whole shit is finding obscure shit that like nobody else that's would be into, a... just like anybody else would. Damn, you like, making like, some good ass like points because like some of the shit I sit back and just kind of think, but they're like, a, nah. But then the way you kind of like making me think about it more, like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, bro, listen. So, so, so we go from Janae Aiko and James Fauntleroy to writing every, uh, writing everything right. on, uh, on those three albums, right? 
on the 2020 experience on the Magna Carta and on Beyonce self-titled to a couple of years later. Matter of fact, in like 2016, motherfucking SZA. Right? Yeah, I was about to say, didn't she write some of Rihanna uh, shit? How much of that shit did she write? Rihanna? On um. Yeah, she wrote. Well, she, she wrote, okay. She wrote consideration, but you know, Rihanna and Beyonce basically set up they they album production the same way. It's like you you have a writing camp or a production camp, and you get all this yeah. fresh talent that you could kind of curate and mold, and you just kind of take it from there. And like outside of your outside of your regular collaborators, and so what you get is like a really mature urban sound that has just Damn. enough crossover. It's all in the sense now that you really think about it. Like I say, a lot of people front it on some of that material, especially Magna Carta. But damn, twenty twelve. Well, we'll say twenty thirteen. Really, yeah, twenty thirteen. But this is and so like so the creative moment is really yeah. good. But this is like the real business acumen behind it, right? And this is the kind of shit that make you a billionaire. You harness the creative energy and you disperse it into like these controlled projects or these controlled environments like uh, Beyonce dropping exclusively with iTunes, like out of the blue. And uh, Jay-Z and them just like spending that whole year really foregoing right. the, uh, the traditional album rollout, right? Because Jay-Z announced his shit two weeks before Beyonce did that nowhere. shit. Like, at midnight, in the middle of the night one night. He was clearing space and, like, off their phone. There was kind of a rollout <laughs> for Yeezus, but, like, it was... Oh, wait, so remember the Yeezus rollout where he the was... The new slaves and all that? Like, the onto the side of the buildings and shit? Like, he was really about doing, like, an open-air installation or even... When J. Cole was doing, like, the lead-up to Born Center was the Yours Truly. Oh, I remember uh, that. I know what you're talking about. Or the Sincerely Yours, something like that. It was either Yours Truly or Sincerely Yours. It was a three-part uh, mixtape installation or EP installation before uh, Born Center dropped. Damn, or it was two parts and then the third like, part dropped. It feels like that shit just kind of breezed on like by or maybe per se me, what I wasn't paying attention to that in, that part I mean, it in feel, death. Look, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I'd be obsessed with shit like that, right? But the the whole shit is, is that these niggas was really running experiments across marketing segments on the best way to introduce a project. Because if this That's what, when you said that, like, because Anti ain't come out until, what was that? Like you said, like, about 2016. So maybe she did some shit, like, fourth quarter 2012. Yeah, man, that, that shit is like, I mean, I know, like, I think. I missed all that shit. Like, just that, like, you say, you, like, you into that shit. That's your bag. But I remember just, like, oh, shit. Like, Hov did a, a deal with, like, Samsung where, you know, if you had a Samsung phone, you got the album. Wow. And then, oh, Beyonce dropped out of nowhere. And that's, that's all I got from it. But you, but, but you're, like, so, like, yeah, those are things that were, like, novelty. But they were also, like, game changers. Like, obviously, uh preloading nah. an album onto a phone ain't really the way to go. Open air installations help if the album is good, but the two solid releases were the short rollout or the mixtape underground rollout for for uh, Born Center and the surprise drop yeah. for Beyonce. And so if you notice, those were the two dominant methods of release from 2013 now, to still pretty much to this like day. now, right? And so what? So what do you think that says to people who want to invest in Jay Z or want like you know access to his business? And then how do you think that that same like level of awareness 
like trickles down like through the like the the atmosphere or the environment the work environment the work culture at places like title and rock well you saying like what does it say like for somebody like him as far as his influence because i I, because i know we well, well, not not just not just his influence, like like because like yeah, we look at him and go yeah. like oh yeah, we should be like him, but there are people who are literally employed by him who their their livelihood on a day to day basis depends on what how how well they adopt this this yeah. way of thinking. Cause yeah, that makes sense. Cause when it boils down to it, it's not just them thinking of that. Like somebody, it's not just the artist thinking of that. Like somebody is literally saying, oh, yo, what if you did this? You know what I'm saying? Then they are, everybody putting their minds together. Like, okay, so this is how we're going to do this. This is how it's going to work. Like, I wonder who the fuck just was like, like, was it Beyonce or was it somebody just was like, hey, look, you know what you should do? Drop out of nowhere. You know? Because remember when that happened? Like, who who was that? Was that Quali tripping about that? Like, you know, saying like, or people were saying like, you had Quali fans. Which you can't even compare, like, to Lil Kweli and Beyonce, but it was like a thing where there were Kweli fans. Man, Kweli dropped the album, a surprise <laughs> album, too. Like, it was like, nigga, so? Like, it was like, you know, it wasn't just like... <laughs> yeah, and so, like, the, the whole reason that it was significant was that because yeah. they knew that Beyonce could go number one in 40 countries overnight. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's not... That's right. not something that you just like get from watching a concert. Oh shit! And that was the all video hour, like research yeah. dollars. That's some fucking legendary. Damn, dog. That's some legendary shit, man. When it really just when you really sit back and look at it, like in the moment, yeah, it's like all right, everybody, like, oh damn, can you believe that? When we really just sit back, like a few years later, and just be thinking, like, damn, they really fucking changed the game. Like, yeah. just oh yeah, let me drop a surprise mm-hmm. album. Let me and drop a let surprise me also, album make it all videos like just do a video album at that like damn so it's just the the way that they court mobile entertainment right and like so like niggas be thinking of being a power couple is like looking good with your chicken shit right yeah but people got the wrong thing from that <laughs> well no not me not even like so like yeah i mean that's part of it right because like not to be a hater or no shit but these niggas was really like, let's go holler at HBO and see how many documentaries they'll give us. Let's see, let's see how how many times they'll let us produce content in partnership with them. And then let's the first time we do it, that'll be cool. And then the second time we do it, let's funnel the traffic over to our streaming platform, where people can only hear your album. Right. Only place that, people can hear after after they just watched it on HBO. And that's still a trickle-down effect because you still got everybody like, yo, I, I got my own streaming platform. Like, it just really, yo, man. that is It'd be so but subtle, too. <laughs> but that's the shit, though, because do you see how Jay-Z kind of make you think differently about institutions you normally wouldn't really fuck with? Yeah. Like, we hate we hate streaming. We do yeah. not fuck with streaming. But, you know, the fact that he pays one cent while everybody pays, you know, nine-tenths of a cent make us go. But streaming's all right. And I always say that. Like, you always hear me say that like, when everybody was like, hey, yo, title on the law. I'm like, man, all them niggas don't pay shit. Like, it's all like them niggas he just, don't pay shit. He's just the only one giving you a whole penny. Like, that's really it. But the real shit also is that, Jay-Z, the, I think the the educational value of something like title for an artist, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or for a person that's really into into uh, into urban entertainment is that it's, it's really a... Uh, 
it's an in-depth experience as far as that, as far as the video content and the text yeah. content and like the variety of music and the way that they make it accessible to you. Like I really fuck with it for that level. It's a better experience like it, when you when yeah. you really boil it down. But also from that's from the consumer side, but from the artist side, it's really dope to just kind of. It's like you know we, for some reason, you could see Apple do a thing and you'd be like, "Oh, that's cool, I can do it." But you don't really, it don't really click that you can do it, or you don't really start to like connect the dots on how you can do it until you see somebody like Jay Z and Title do it. And that's because Apple didn't have. Uh, I don't. I, I, I guess I would say. Yeah, I was about to say it's no like I don't want to call them like a a, van, a vanity label type situation because they're clearly not a label, but it's it's um. Well, I, know, iTunes they, did have a label for a minute, and iTunes also Apple bought exclusive rights to the debut for uh. If you read this, chance, it's right? too late. If you if you read this, it's too late. But then they, they do it with Chance too, with the color. Yeah, yeah, they did it with Chance, but they did it with Drake first and with yeah, Taylor yeah, yeah. Swift and like these Damn, people sure who did. were brand ambassadors. You know what I mean? They did it with U two. They did it with uh. They did it with uh. With Hotel Cafe, back uh yeah, right. like back in two thousand and three. You know what I mean? And so they've always been experimenting with disrupting the music industry from the tech side. I'm curious to see just what happens next. Like, what else is there? You know what I'm saying? Like on some on some innovative shit as far as tech is concerned when it comes to music. Like what's next? The bubble burst. And so tech is gonna go from being like a super commercial thing to a utility thing because it's so woven into everything that we do that it won't mm. be room for it to be like commercially viable. It's gonna have to be a public commodity. Right. Man, we can go on and on about this shit, man. <laughs> like for real. Right? It's just like well, we're, we just, could because that because that cycle back to the shit from last summer, right? When we was talking was about that? how uh, how uh, the internet isn't really democratic anymore, or it's not it's not a level playing field as far as like speed and access and stuff. What was the thing that they did last year? Net neutrality or something like the that. Net, yeah, they ended yeah. net neutrality, and so the end of net neutrality means that uh, the internet is really a free market. It's not really a regulation on the price, and you could have. Uh, basically like a freemium uh experience or a freemium model for uh for like any website or for anything that you do yeah. over the internet you know that you probably have to pay for a better experience what we're gonna see more of now is just like who can come it's gonna be the competition of the the who can who can do the better merch with their release like that's that's no, something that's that... happening I think that it got to go back to being a cultural thing, bro, because you can't like it comes to a point where a thing has to become priceless for it to reestablish its value. Mm. And so if you can't buy it, then like, how do you assign it value? You start to indoctrinate it or incorporate it into your lifestyle. OK. And then it so takes on a different meaning. Pretty much what hip hop was in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? It, like Exactly. So, a, full, a full circle kind of thing. It made me think about that one show. Uh. Not the breaks, but uh, the get down. It kind of made me think about that, like seeing it from the jump. Which I I, I ain't finished season two. I thought that shit was kind of weak, but um, yeah, it just it's all so it's almost like saying, all right, so we done did all this shit as far as the tech. So now, how do we do it to where people we just appreciate the culture again? Period. Not how do we do? It? I mean, like so, like people like us, like me and you, like we would be thinking about that because. 
that's where our opportunity to access wealth is is to figure out how to make it a cultural component and so that's the type of thing that i do with humble fly right is my whole shit is that cultural culture can be profitable but it doesn't have to be commercial right to to make a profit from it and so i think that art is something that you're supposed to experience like at an intimate level like not not necessarily like a super arena type thing not necessarily a million records sold or anything like that even though those things are cool but the the best experience that i have with creativity is always on the individual level and so yeah. i want to create i want to create more opportunities for people to like get past the noise of like social media yeah i was about to say like trying to be like, the best marketer and shit like that yeah just like yeah, that's what I was gonna, that's my thing like i always say that i like, just try to rise above the noise there's so much that's going on i mean we always talked about that as far as like just going back to a more physical based level to where you know like the paper like you actually having to add in the paper as opposed to oh let me run this ad on instagram or something you know what i'm saying like yeah, and that's just I mean, cool, but it's just a different experience when it's more physical and you see it in person. I think that, like, so you know, I'm doing some like some real cool stuff with uh, with Humble Fly this year. It's called Figment. Got it. Like Figment of your imagination, popular phrase, or like you know some shit like a cliche phrase almost. And so I like taking shit that that we kind of take for granted every day and uh, really dissecting it. And so this year I wanted to do this thing called Figment where I'm just creating projects where people ask themselves uh, how do they differentiate between what's real and what's mm. fake or what's real and what, what they imagine it, right? And so one of the things that I started to do was think about how I feel about social media. And I was like, yo, I hate all of this shit because it's fake. But the the things that we go through or the things that we process through social media be real as hell, right? Especially from a creative level because artists and creatives create a lot of free Hell content yeah. in the name of like self-promotion for these platforms and so it kind of gets in the way of creating from a confident yeah. place right and the whole reason that people circumvent use social media and shit is to circumvent having their own website or having to be in control of their right. own operation so i feel like if i could show artists like how to run their own operation through through a program like figment it can help them and so I got a, a .TV website that I'm launching later this month. It's going to specialize in delivering artist content uh, without, without all yeah, the I saw the, I saw the clip the you posted that out. That shit, looked up. that shit is fire. Oh, uh, yeah, man. It's going to be figmentzero.tv. I have been seeing it. I'm like, man, you got to talk about this. Though. Once I see the, little, the channel, the little clip you put on Instagram, I was like, yeah, you got to speak about yeah, this. Yeah, man. This is dope. Let me live out my dream. Let me live out this what I intended to be. If you got a meaning, I can probably see.